Hello, I'm Janet. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. Perfection. That was like the best intro we've had this entire quarantine. (laughs) That was much better, yeah. It's taken us three months. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Wow, girls, what's going on in your lives? I got my hair redone on Sunday. Yeah, it's a dark blue. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot better. It looks awesome. Have you shared the blue hair on our Instagram? No, because I didn't. I had a hard time taking a really good picture. And then um, with the darker hair, I've had a hard time finding the right light that catches it correctly. So I haven't done it yet. Well, because it's almost like a black blue. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's why I like it. Because I know as it lightens up, it'll get different colors too. But I really like this deep blue and how it works in. So. Has anyone at work said anything to you? <laughs> so this week, my boss was like, oh, yeah, I like the dark hair better. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good from the boss. That's good. Yeah, I mean, she approved the original hair color anyways, but... She did you ask her beforehand? Darker. I did. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that it was okay with her before I did it, so... That's smart. So smart. I try. I feel like not everyone would do that. Yeah, I don't think they do. Do you have uh, rules at work about so we hair used color? To. We used to. We used to have a policy. So, like, when I dyed my hair two weeks ago... And I came into work, everyone was like, oh, my God, are you trying to get fired? Because our organization had published the fact that we removed um, the tattoo restriction. So we had a tattoo and piercing restriction at some point. Mm -hmm. And we removed that. But no one thought to look at the hair color, of course, except for me. Except for you. So (laughs) that was like the first thing I did. I was like, ooh, we revised the uh, dress code policy. So I already knew that I could do it because they originally used to say that it had to be like natural hair color yeah i've been waiting and now it says nothing about hair color it doesn't even say that you can't have a extreme or anything like that so um people were like oh my god are you trying to get fired amber and thinking that people were gonna like freak out but i was like no you can pull the dress code policy it's right there yeah it um it's almost like a form of self-expression like i don't feel like they can um well discriminate against it Right. And we have so many parents that come in all the time. I mean, that was the argument with the tattoos is, well, one, uh, children can find the tattoos really amusing just because and like distracting. So when you're trying to draw their blood or do some kind of procedure, but you have a tattoo to distract them and have them look at it or trace it or whatever the case is. I mean, as long as it's not offensive, I don't see what the deal is. Um, I mean, we have a lot of parents that have way more offensive tattoos than I personally have. And a lot more colorful hair than I have. So I think it's fine. <laughs> I don't I don't find your tattoos offensive. <laughs> so. Exactly. Right. So you know. That's what I feel like I did something on Saturday that was exciting, but I don't know that I did. I don't remember. You were working. Oh yeah. <laughs> I and then you went that. and then you went to that party. Are you oh, guys hearing yeah. an echo of me? No? No. Oh, I am I hear an echo of me. That would okay. drive me crazy. Okay. <laughs> you went to a gathering of humans. I did. It was nice to see people in, in human form again. Outside did you wear work. masks? I did not wear a mask. <gasps> Amber. We kept social distancing, though. I was 
drinking alcohol. What do you want from Yeah, me? that's true. But <laughs> I did also pay the price by getting eaten by 35 mosquitoes. And I actually think that's not a joke. <laughs> I have all of these mosquito bites. I have about 15 on one leg alone. Are you allergic? Do they swell up really big? Yeah. Me too. They swell huge. Not okay. I bought some um, mosquito bite. Like, it's all natural from Grove Collaborative. So I'm kind of excited to get my first mosquito bite of the season just to (laughs) test it out, see if it actually works. I think the biggest tip is you're not supposed to scratch it. If you don't scratch it, then... it's um, so hard. If, yeah, I definitely like, didn't follow that rule. If you don't scratch it, then it won't spread the stuff so that it, it inflames. Like I got one on my back the other day when we were walking around the DP and um Dog Park. I like yeah, Dog Park. <laughs> Looking around yeah. for, for right? my pups to see if they Butterfly heard that has word. no idea what that means, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't scratch it and now it's gone. And that was like three days ago. See, yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night scratching them. Like, there's there's no way. No way. Well, I just forget. Like, I forget, and then I lose my shit, because I'll start scratching, and then I realize there's a lump. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is that lump? And then I freak out, and then I rip off my clothes, and then I realize that it's just a mosquito bite. Oh, bless you. Could you hear that? I silenced myself. Yeah. How is that possible? I don't know. I heard it. I heard it. Was yeah. it very loud? It wasn't too loud, but I heard it. I turned down my microphone. Maybe oh, it, it carried through the phone. I don't know, man. <laughs> you guys need to come back here soon so that <laughs> I have the luxury of doing that. Um, anyway, um, Ashley, what did you do this weekend? We were looking at land. Oh, that's right. I think was that Saturday, man. It's been it was a long this time. weekend. I don't know which day. Yeah. I think it was Saturday. I think we, it was Saturday too. Because um, Pat and I are trying to figure out what our next move is um, from this house, and so we drove out to Conifer and Evergreen looking at properties. And in the middle of June, it was very scary. There were some hairy roads, and I was like, I wouldn't even do this in the summer. I can't imagine doing this in the winter. So. Almost all of the properties we looked at were, like, out. Like, when you say scary, they still had snow on them? No, they didn't have snow on them, but they were not paved. Mm -hmm. Um, So, dirt roads. And we were in Pat's truck, which is not four-wheel drive. And I was like, if at any point we get stuck, because they were, like, literally one-lane roads. So, it's not like he could turn around anywhere. Um, And it was, like, the elevation change, like, going down the mountain. I was like oh my God, like you barely go one way or another. You're like off the cliff. And I was like, I don't want to die today. Maybe you shouldn't live up there. No. So, but we, um, we did drive back through conifer, which, so evergreen is really, really mountainous. Um, Mm -hmm. like really, really mountainous. And it seems like all the people are like right on top of each other. Um, conifer has a lot more options. There's a lot of like mountains mixed with meadows and like little valleys and like flat land. So um, we we found a couple other ones in Conifer. They're a little higher priced than what we originally wanted to pay, but I think we're going to go check them out. Nice. This weekend, maybe. How would that commute be? Um, It'd be like 45 minutes. Because I had a boss that used to commute in from Conifer to Commerce City, and that was before Denver traffic got stupid. 
Yeah. yeah. So the funny part is, is that Conifer is actually perfect for where Pat and I work because I work down at um, – <sighs> sorry, that was Pat. I heard that. <laughs> he did not silence his microphone. <laughs> um, but – I work down at like uh, Meridian in the Meridian area, and then Pat, you know, works up by you guys. Mm-hmm. What is that, Arvada, mm-hmm. Broomfield, Westminster? Yeah. So he can. We basically both you can, split, right? Exactly. Conifer's like right in the middle, and they're updating four seventy. And if that project ever gets completed, that could assist your commute. Well, it did. Okay, so we drove back by there, and I just want to complain for anybody else who's in Denver and lives along 470. They did all that work and all that construction to add two express lanes. They didn't even add an additional normal lane. Right. So all those people had to sit through all that bullshit. To now pay. To now pay. Exactly. I was like, that, I would be livid if I were over here. Mm-hmm. So. I, I agree. I haven't been over there. I, I haven't gone a lot of places. I went... To a doctor's appointment last week, and that felt like very exciting. I was getting out, <laughs> but I have been staying in and around the Parker area. Even yeah, it's weird. But I know as soon as Steve comes home, like he'll want to venture out. I'm a homebody, guys. I just want to stay home. Except I did try and paddleboard this weekend, and I, I have to discuss this. Um, I know I've already told you guys this, but due to social distancing, they haven't opened the beaches at the reservoirs, and so and the capacities at a very minimal. And yet, Saturday I got there at eleven, and it was closed due to being at capacity. Sunday I got there at like nine fifteen, nine twenty, and I got in line before they put the closed sign. I saw them put the closed sign down behind me, but. I still didn't get through because they hit capacity. I'm like, how? The beaches yeah. are closed. What are people doing? There's not that many paddleboard and kayak people. Right? <laughs> so I, I... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think people are just out right now. Yeah. Um, because when we were at the DP on Sunday, when we were leaving, it, we left at 7 o'clock and there was already a line. Wow. So I kept crazy. I kept the paddleboard on my Jeep and after work yesterday I left at 4:30 got on the water for about 25 minutes before the wind just started kicking my butt. Um so if I want to go right now I have to go after work <laughs> or at 8 a.m. on a Saturday or Sunday. Silly. I was crazy. I was thinking about you when um they had a news story about a paddleboarder like a wake, like I don't know some kayaker those are three very different things (laughs) paddleboard wakeboard kayaker (laughs) i think it was i'm sorry i think it was a paddleboarder that they were talking about that they were talking about how the person drowned and i was like i wonder if jen do you wear a life vest when you yeah it's pink and black okay good because i have been caught in wind and to the point where i didn't think i was going to make it back to shore and um without a life vest that would yeah. be very dangerous. So you'll see my selfies. And I may, t- every once in a while, I'll take the life vest off to take the selfie. But most of the time, I have the life vest on. Yeah. Okay. Because I do first. hear I do hear of those stories. Because I think that was Saturday and it was at um, Chatfield. And there were two people involved. One of them got rescued and one of them did not. 
And I have a great fear of drowning. Um, what? Sorry, I just I just remembered something. I'm gonna add it to our um, Google Doc. Maybe it's on the it's on the Google Docs. Okay, sorry. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh my goodness, your face! I just Wait. wish. We were just getting into Janet's drowning story. Right? I just okay. have a, a great fear of drowning. So therefore, I learned. I took three summers of swimming lessons because I didn't feel like I had mastered it as a kid. And then I became a lifeguard because I really wanted to be able to, one, save myself and save others. And now it's, yeah, definitely life life jacket if I'm out in the water. I almost water. drowned as a kid one time. Oh. So I'm with you on that. Oh, me too. I, we... We, we used to go to the lake every weekend mm-hmm. in the summer, and um, I used to kneeboard. I'm sure the kids don't know what kneeboarding is nowadays because they've got <laughs> wakeboards. Do you know what a kneeboard is? You're looking at me funky. I never really went to the lake as a kid. Maybe that's why I enjoy paddleboarding so much now. <laughs> it looks like a, like a miniature um, surfboard, except... It, like it's shorter and then like it, there's a spot and you, you basically do it on your knees okay. instead of standing mm-hmm. and there's a strap that goes across your knees well um to like hold you in I when I was like going on it I must have been like 12 maybe and um hit awake really hard crashed and the board flipped over on me and I couldn't find the strap, <gasps> and the board just kept pushing me down. And finally, eventually, I got to the strap, but it was, like, the scariest moment of my life. And from that moment on, I never did the strap tight around my knees ever again. Mm-hmm. I, like, it was always loose, and which probably, you know, is another safety concern, but I, <laughs> it scared me so bad. So, I- yeah, have Janet... Well, because the other thing, I had the life vest on. So, Mm -hmm. like, the life vest was bringing me up and the board was pushing me down. (laughs) See, I do have a – I I wear a strap from my ankle to my board. But it's a Mm -hmm. long bungee strap. So, I feel like I could push the board away enough to not do that. I've definitely played that scenario in my head. Like, what if the board tries to take me down? Why do I love paddleboarding? I don't know. I really do love it because when it's good, it's great. But there, are, water is a scary thing. I'm with you. That <laughs> we paddleboarded in Florida, and it was the best thing I'd ever done. Yeah, so it was much a lot fun. Of fun. So much fun. All right, so we we got some really positive feedback from last week's podcast, both from producer Nick and then from <laughs> my friend Monica. Um, and there were a couple things that we had on our notes that we didn't touch on. And so I wanted to kind of check in with you guys to see, before we jump into those topics, see um, if you guys have any additional information to share since last week's podcast. Nope? Nope. Oh. Ashley's on mute. <laughs> oh. I, I, just, I just have one thing yes. um, that I wanted to add. So I did not hear any feedback from my friends so that's probably <laughs> my bad for not reposting i think um, agreed <laughs> sorry um you know me in social media but we did watch and i um i'll give you the information janet so you can post it yeah i feel like i say that every time and i never do but right? <laughs> um they own network um 
which is the Oprah Winfrey network and all the corresponding discovery channels aired something last Tuesday and Wednesday about the, um, they called it like a discussion. What, what do we, what, what do we do next? Um, and she hosted like an hour long discussion with a bunch of, um, scholars in the world of racism and anti-racism and, and everything. And it, we missed the first night and I've been waiting to see if it's popping up or so I can DVR it. I DVR the second night and we had started watching it and I'm a person who I like to watch start to finish. So I'm not going to go back to it until I get the first one. But, um, the little part that we watched, it really stuck with me and I just wanted to share it with you guys. So, um, one of the folks that she was talking about was like, can you explain, um, white privilege to people who don't really understand what white privilege means? And the scenario that this person gave was totally perfect. And they said, basically, it's think about if you're a fish and you're going downstream and you're working hard and you're going where you need to go and you're doing everything you need to do. And, you know, you're working hard and you're getting where you need to go. Now, what black people in America feel is they're the fish that is actually traveling upstream. So, the, the system is designed to push them downstream. White people are the fish going downstream. Black people are the fish going upstream because they have to fight against the current. And so can work just as hard as the fish going downstream, but because they're fighting the current, they just don't get as far. And systematically, the river is pushing them the opposite way. So I just I want to share really- that. That That's is a fantastic. really good description of it to help people understand it in a simple way. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, some other things that I haven't been able to check out yet, but uh, it's on my to-do. Netflix launched um, some Black Lives Matter um, films, TV shows, and documentaries. Have either of you been able to watch any of those? I have not seen any of them yet. I, I haven't opened my Netflix in two weeks. So, um, yeah. So, and they had a, a great statement. It says, with an understanding that our commitment to true systematic change will take time, we're starting by highlighting powerful and complex narratives about the black experience. In response to the worldwide demonstrations protesting racial injustice in the wake of George Floyd's death, Netflix has launched a Black Lives Matter collection of films, TV shows, and documentaries to help U.S. subscribers better understand the experience of black Americans. Um, Titles in the collection include Spike Lee's um, De Five Bloods, um, Ava DuVernay's 13th and When They See Us, um, and there's just a bunch. And we'll we'll post the link in our our show notes so that we can definitely... um, Put it on our to do to do do to do do. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I got you. I yeah. did it. Yeah. Um. So I think it's just again another tool to help educate everyone because that that's very important. And another thing we didn't get to last week, I don't think, were the the podcasts on racism, understanding the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, there's several of them. 1619 by the New York Times, Lynching in America, Code Switch by NPR, About Race with Rennie Edu Lodge, um, 
Desert Island Discs with Brian Stevenson, All My Relations, Intersectionality Matters. That's a word I've never used in my life. (laughs) Um, Witness Black History by BBC World and Slay in Your Lane, the podcast. So those are just a few that I thought we we could highlight. And we'll, we'll put those in the show notes as well. Yeah, no, I think those are great. Um, I've heard about a couple of those podcasts um, and people have been saying really good things. I hope that in general, people continue to share what they're learning, Mm -hmm. especially those of us um, that are white and are learning more and more things about the world around us. And I thought to myself the other day, you know, you hear so many times, even when it comes to like voting or different topics that matter. So many people sit there and say, you know, I'm just one voice or I'm just one person. Um, But I think our recent events, and if we look back in time and to use Rosa Parks for an instance, um, or for an example, you know, one person stands up and other people follow follow you. And so even though I hope people don't feel that, well, I'm not going to talk because I'm just one person. I hope that people continue to raise their voice and stand up for how they feel and what they're learning and what they believe in. So that way the voices can continue to carry and see the changes that are already taking place. Agreed. Grow think a little bit think of it as like a, a Jenga, a Jenga yeah. tower. It takes one little piece to knock that whole dang thing down. Exactly. One little piece. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, good. Um, Jump into some newsy news. Amber, you want to talk about SpongeBob? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I was really excited about this. I know I you know were. I, I didn't even print out the article because I was like, nope, this is Amber's. <laughs> so uh, for those that may not know, uh, June is also Pride Month. I didn't so know. This is- oh, you did? You did it? I don't know. I don't think I've been scrolling Instagram like I typically do. Like, I usually see that stuff. Yeah, well, um, and I guess there's so many things that aren't, like, Pride weekends aren't taking place right now because right. of Corona and all of that other stuff. You know, just stuff in general. Like, things just aren't taking place. But um, it is Pride Month, so this is the month that um, we are celebrating our LGBTQ um, and the other... Um, how do I want to say that? Um, Ashley, help me. I did notice today while you guys think of words, um, <laughs> there's a lot of logos that have now changed their colors to be the Rojibiv, the rainbow yeah. um, for Pride Month. And I was like, you know, I don't know that I would have ever noticed that had Amber not educated me on what this month is. <laughs> A lot of, I saw that last year, a lot of companies that like I work with, they changed their logo for that month um, mm-hmm. to yeah. be Does dish? exactly what you said. Yeah. Well, no. no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but we, we do have, we have internal communication about that. And we actually, I think um, there's a, it's called Out a Dish that is a um, internal resource for the LGBTQ community. That's fantastic. And actually, they just got recognized by, I can't remember, some external source for being like um, kind of a like a trailblazer in the area of like large company type um, resource groups. So, Because um, I know diversity and inclusion is a big hot topic in corporate culture. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that that's an amazing example of ways to include um, that area of the the workforce in For sure. being highlighted and not having to stand in the shadows. And I have noticed um, they've hired on, like, I do notice more and more people, like, around me who are in leadership roles who are open, mm-hmm. which is um, really awesome, I think, as a role model for all those other people who um, might still be in the closet at work mm-hmm. um, and not feel comfortable sharing that in a corporate setting. Right. So... So Amber, back to SpongeBob. <laughs> so there, I was sitting at home. I'm on my cell phone, and all of a sudden, this article pops up, and it's SpongeBob, and it says Nickelodeon may have just confirmed what we knew all along: SpongeBob SquarePants is gay. So um, the legend and icon <laughs> um, who has been with us for over 21 years, um, it came out that so Nickelodeon posted a tweet that said celebrating pride with the lgbtq plus community and their allies this month and every month and it showed pictures of some of their um people some of their characters from nickelodeon that are part of that community and spongebob squarepants was one of them and so um i think everybody was really excited to kind of see it it also talked about um somebody named cora who is bisexual um there was a gentleman named michael who transitioned uh, 20 years ago. And so they talked about some of their different um, characters. And I just thought that was really cool because, you know, back in the day when Teletubbies were popular, um, it was a huge (laughs) deal that the purple one, which was Tinky Winky, um, had an up, it was purple, which was the national color for the, for gay at the time. And um, was also had an upside down triangle, which is also a national symbol for that. Um, so I do, I remember such, that it was such a big so deal. Mad. Yeah. So the fact that we have SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, representing the LGBTQ plus community, I think is just amazing. I, you know, I, this community is extremely close to my heart. Um, and I know that I mean, there's a lot going on in the world right now, but we also want to take the time to also recognize those, um, that are LGBTQ plus, but also they're black and they're dealing with so much right now because they're already getting hated on from a lot of our society because they identify or um, feel a certain way in the LGBTQ plus community. And it's just, it's sad that this is where we are and it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage because whether they are black or white or whatever color they are, it still takes a lot of courage to stand up and say who they are and say that they identify with someone or with the LGBTQ community. So I think it's a lot of courage and I just, I love this community and it's amazing. And I think this is a great month to celebrate them and remember um, everything that they go through as well. Agreed. Agreed. Good. <laughs> SpongeBob. So I know. And I, I love when you get excited about things. It makes me the so best. happy. Uh, one of the, if, uh, you want a, a good laugh. There were a bunch of um, articles that were filled with memes of Nickelodeon just confirmed SpongeBob is gay. But we already knew this from all the video footage that we had on SpongeBob. And there were like little clips of all the things that he's like done over. <laughs> I like the, years. the one with his hand. Yeah. Oh God. Hilarious. It's awesome. Uh, 
In other news, shocking news, Kelly Clarkson. What the who? Like, nobody saw this one coming. No, not at all. Like, she has her own talk show, and she's been, like, in the past, talked about her randiness with her husband. Sex life. (laughs) Sexy life. (laughs) And, yeah, and they've been quarantined in Montana. Montana. And then all of a sudden, she files for divorce. It was such a shock when I saw it come through. I just was not anticipating that at all. Yeah. And... You know, to when we were sharing this in our group text and Ashley brought up the fact that they're the divorce rate is rising due now that like part of quarantine or did you say that it was or that you were curious if it was? I I think I said I was curious if it was, but I know for a fact that divorce lawyers like call rate has gone up since quarantine. That's so sad. How do you know that? Um, well. I know that a few divorce lawyers' call rate has gone up. Oh. I know a couple divorce lawyers, so their oh. call logs have gone up. But, um, I mean, I think it just makes sense. People, you live your daily life, and when you're not right next to that person for 24 hours a day, there are little things that you probably overlook and decide that you can continue living your life the way that you are. And then as soon as you're stuck together for however much a lot of people have to come to a realization of do I really like this person do I love this person do I do I even want to be in the same house as this person right um well I think you know kind of thinking about Miranda Lambert and when she was married to Blake Shelton you know she went through a lot of changes herself and I think that is a lot of changes that people are going through in the quarantine now too where people are doing self self-realization self-talk like they're trying to find themselves and as people start to grow in different areas you find that maybe you're not compatible anymore or maybe the other person doesn't want to handle that type of change or whatever the case is because I know that Miranda struggled with that when she started losing weights and changing her diet and not wanting to party as much it was a challenge with her and Blake right and so um thinking about the quarantine and how this might be affecting people who are doing self-reflection um yeah that's a very good point Amber and I was also really glad I was on mute just now because I had a really large burp. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Steve and I spent a whole month together, first part of quarantine, and it was an adjustment. Everyone I know was like, how are you guys doing? You doing okay? You doing okay? And then he hightailed it to Texas to take care of his mom, probably to save the marriage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we were doing fine. We weren't fighting or anything. It was just an adjustment. Yeah. And... um. I miss him. I would like him to come back. But but I you're mean, and but you're talking about an adjustment. An adjustment is change and typically people don't do well with change. Right. So it takes a special person to be able to accommodate change and be okay with it. And yeah. I would say the majority of people don't like change. So mm-hmm. even though you and your husband were able to, I'm sure there are a lot of people that were not. Right. Yeah. I guess you're right. That's that's a very valid valid point. Um, Amber, do you want to talk about Lady A? Oh, so this was quite an interesting uh, development that also took place over the weekend. Um, So Lady Antebellum, which for those who don't know, is a country singing group. Ashley, are you Um, a fan of them? um, Yeah, I I think I was back in the day. You know me in music. (laughs) In like 10 years, I'll discover what they played five years ago. Like, hey, remember that group, Lady A? I really like them. 
<laughs> so I had heard the announcement that they were changing their name. But then yeah. Amber sent this article and I was like, what? Wait, do you want to explain why they're changing their name for people who might not know? Because Annabellum... <laughs> Go ahead, Amber. I don't have oh, it no, in front you... of me. I was just going to hip it. You have the data right in front of you. <laughs> um, so I was not aware of this either. But um, the name Annabellum is, also refers to a time in Civil War that included slavery. And um, they issued a statement saying that basically as a band, they strive for their music to be a refuge and inclusive of all. And over the last couple of weeks, it's their hearts that have been stirred with conviction as their eyes were open to the injustices and equality and biases black women and men have always faced and continue to face every day. But much like we're talking about here, too, with white privilege and all these other things, there's so many blind spots that people didn't know that even existed. And now we're starting to make light. And part of that for Lady Annabellum was that a lot of their listeners and other people were commenting that how could they possibly have something that referred to slavery as part of their name? And so they apologized and said, you know, we wouldn't want anybody to be feeling like they're unseen or unvalued by us. And so they decided to shorten their name um, to Lady A, which actually has been something that people have called them for the last Ever. couple years. Yeah. I mean, they've they've shortened their name. That's just how their people refer to them. But then apparently something came out where um they are also now being said that they're tone deaf for taking the name of a black singer. So there is a black singer by who goes by Lady A and um she has been in the music scene for 20 some years her name is anita white she is um a seattle blues singer and um she said that she this is her life this is her brand and she's used it for over 20 years and i and she's proud of what she's done um and she just said basically this is too much right now like it's too much to handle uh so i'm not really sure what's going to happen lady antebellum now lady a are successful enough that they should have had a team to research that. Right. When you're that big, you don't just throw a new logo out or a new name out yeah. without reviewing. Especially because I'm pretty sure they would trademark that. Right, but maybe this other artist hasn't. Had trademarked. Yeah. Because she said that um, for them to not even reach out to her was just showing pure privilege in general. She wasn't going, she said that I'm not going to lay down and let this happen to me, but now the burden of proof is on me to prove that my name is in fact my name and I don't even know how much I'll have to spend to keep it. So I don't know. She may not have had it trademarked, um, but it is definitely causing a little bit of controversy. And then the question is, she does say, I'm not mad, but she's not going to give up her name. She worked really hard for it and she wants to keep it. So now... Can't there be two Lady A's? Right. How many Ambers are in the world? So many. How many Ashleys are in the world? There's a lot. (laughs) A lot. But maybe, I don't want to minimize it. I get it. No. Um, But I was was blown away by this article. I was like, what? Wow. I know. Well, they are two different genres, and both of them have been in the music But I feel like you don't have to be a big artist... To, she probably has like a Facebook page that, like, again, Lady Annabellum 
Phillips' team dropped the ball. What is happening? Is that a dog? That's a dog. <laughs> I just saw blackness. There's just like these little ears. That yes. Like, he, is, he is black. My dog is black. I think so. Just since we're on the topic. Which Pat one? I think that we're on the racist topic. Okay. I Pat and I think that people are racist towards black dogs as well. They're, I don't know. Because they always think he's scary. Just I can see black. that. And there's like a disassociation too with black cats. We were talking about yeah. this the other day. Yeah, because you don't want and a black was, cat to cross your path. So like I wonder if just over the years and, and see, like I don't know anything about other cultures, but I just like wonder if over the years things have like trickled down. Oh, I'm sure. Do you guys want to jump into some Bachelor Land news? Let's do it. I think the biggest news until last night, is we have the new Bachelor. <laughs> new Bachelor! Matt yeah. James! Matt Which is James. super exciting. Yes! But I'm also still very confused. So I think I've, I've received some clarity. So okay. Matt James was set to be on Claire's season of The Bachelorette. Claire's season of The Bachelorette is paused because of COVID-19. And not sure when that's going to film, um, but there was that drama where Matt James had been doing cameos and Claire kind of called him and others out upon that. And so it was kind of like, wow, that's going to be interesting to throw him in the house with Claire. And so then the Bachelor um, producers, whomever makes that decision, reached out to him to ask him to be the Bachelor. So he is no longer to be going to be on Claire's season. Oh, good. Because I was really confused. I'm like, so he's just going to like go on the season and hang out? They already don't just like each right? other. Or she already right. doesn't ha- have nice things to say about him. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, also, he's just supposed to stay single? Like, what if he meets someone between now and 2021 I, in quarantine? I was thinking the same thing. I bet like, he signed a very um, lucrative contract to prevent I'm that sure. from happening. Well, I'm sure he did, too, but shit, the man might as well just, like, live in a hole for the next year. He's just going to work out a lot, and his bod's going to be buff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still think that they should, like, do a court. Instead of doing, like, the regular Bachelor Mansion, go to where they had Listen to Your Heart. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more space and a lot more rooms to separate everyone. And you all have to live within this house. And find ways to be romantic with each other and learn what real life is about instead of being flown all over the world in these gorgeous romantic dates that you wouldn't normally get. Learn to live with each other. It might be the most successful bachelor, bachelorette season yet. Right. Quarantine year. Do it. And as obvious, Matt James is the first black bachelor. Yeah. Um, yes, he is. Yeah, and he was. It on... only took like twenty four hours for them to make that change. <laughs> twenty four hours? I was like, it's got. It took forty seasons, well, and well, no, I mean, yeah, like, no, I got you. Called out. On I know. It. Clearly, we don't have producers who listen to our show because we've been saying that. So right, <laughs> we could we could have saved them a world of hurt if uh, they would have just listened to us. Right, exactly. And he was on Good Morning America, and he said he's very honored to be the first black bachelor. Um, And that petition that we mentioned last week received over 80,000 signatures. I'm sure it's way beyond that now. Um, And so he said, I don't think it's ever the wrong time to do the right thing. 
Hmm. Hopefully, this is the first of many black quote. men, yeah, to be in the position that he is now. Um, and it's set to be filmed J- January 2021. Um, some things to know about him. He um, recently took part in the Black Lives Matter protests. He's best friends with Tyler Cameron. We do know that. We so know he enough. will probably be on the season, I'm guessing. Yeah. He's a former college football player and lifelong That's athlete. That's met. Yep. Um, he has um, an organization called ABC Food Tours um, that gives back. It gives paying tours to tourists and free tours to underserved elementary school students. Yeah. Um, let's see. His mom is his inspiration. His quarantine crew included Hannah Brown. His faith is important to him. And that's about it. But <laughs> have you started following him on Instagram yet? I yes. was already following him. I haven't. I swear I haven't been on Instagram much this week. Like, I am out of the loop. <laughs> so they named him as Bachelor. And then, of course, Rachel Lindsay had some things to say. Of course she did. Yes. And <laughs> Rachel Lindsay, of course, has been the only black bachelorette. And she said, congrats to Matt James. I'm happy to see that a black man was cast after 18 years and 40 seasons. Um, It's a step in the right direction. But she does think it was a knee-jerk reaction and a result of um, societal pressure. And she just um, doesn't want this to be the Bachelor world post, um, you know, checking that black box. She wants the conversation to continue. And I think that's that's fantastic. That needs to be happening. I agree, but it also can't continue if you don't start it. So this was a start. It's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And be grateful for that. Be thankful that they took notice and that they didn't just continue to push off and say, oh, no, that's not what it's about. I mean, they could have deflected. But instead, they took this opportunity to say, you know what? You guys are right. And they made a choice. But so let it just start to be the conversation. devil's advocate, how many times has the conversation started and then they're like, OK, I've appeased right. them and gone back to my ways. I get where she's coming from. Like, oh, yeah. keep the message out there. Hi, Nick. It's it's husband's night. I get to. Hi, guys. <laughs> they're saying hi to you, by the way. He can't hear. You have earbuds on. Um yeah. So I, I I get where she's coming from, and I support her her thought. Um, and we do need to make sure that this isn't just okay. We'll we'll silence the masses. We've we've answered to your petition. We now have a back black bachelor, um, and then you know it be another ten years before they even think about it again. And then all the contestants are white women with blonde hair, right? <laughs> And they're all named Jen or I will watch Hannah. Hannah. Lots of Hannahs. Actually, you're going to make me watch, but I wouldn't watch. (laughs) (laughs) We will. We will. When um, Amazing Race comes back on, it'll be all you, girl. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Hannah Brown saved someone's life. Ashley, do you want to talk about that? Oh, You're on mute. She, Ashley's on mute. Don't you hate when that happens oh. in conference calls? Sorry. I was like, her lips <laughs> I, are moving, but nothing's happening. I literally, I had just unmuted it because I burped, and then apparently <laughs> I didn't unmute it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know if I could trust the article or not because it kind of seemed a little sketchy. I had and- heard it, 
before you posted oh, okay. it. Okay. So right. I, maybe it's the same source, but we'll just pretend it wasn't. Yeah, she and her family were whitewater rafting in Tennessee over the weekend. And another group, I think, either in their caravan or maybe, I don't know, they flipped over. And the one guy, I guess, was having a hard time getting back to the his group. So Hannah, Hannah B., they pulled him into their raft. And um, I guess the current was taking him pretty quickly so had she not of he might have drowned yay had a bee she's awesome do we want to jump into caitlin's recap last night yeah let's do it so this was my first time seeing the full thing i remember starting to watch it because i had watched chris soul's season and then after i found out who the bachelorette was i wasn't really invested in caitlin or brit but i was like oh cool they chose that one and then i stopped watching at the time, the podcast wasn't Bachelor-centric, so I didn't have any incentive or um, what, Ashley? No one was making me, so I didn't. <laughs> and I and feel I like... I loved this season. I feel it's like it's one of the best. Caitlin. I didn't know that I would love Caitlyn back then. It wasn't until her podcast that I was like, who is this girl? I don't even remember seeing her on Crystal's season. Really? She yeah. was one of my favorites. I remember Ashley I. I remember you know, a couple people. I think that Caitlin was so memorable because of what she said when she got on the limo with Crystals. She what said she, say? she said something about like plowing her field or something. Yeah, she doesn't know <laughs> much about farming or, or plowing fields. Oh, you but can plow, yeah. You can plow my field any day. Something like that. I just yeah. recently reheard that. Um, so I was super excited and there are so many iconic men from her season that have gone yeah. on like Tanner, um, Ben Higgins, um, Nick Vile. Uh, I know he was from Andy's season, but, um, he was from everyone's season. <laughs> who else? I was, I was talking, um, Ashley Iacarpin, Jared, yes. did you Jared? Say Jared? I didn't No. Um, so I feel like this is like a lot of the OGs in Bachelor Land that I now really follow on the socials. Oh yeah. I mean Crystal's season and her season had some really great men or contestants. Another thing about watching these recaps, they really can shorten bachelor seasons. Uh yeah. Yeah, Pat, <laughs> we, Pat we was need like, that this petition. is the way they need to do do it all the time. <laughs> Oh my god. Trims the fat. Yeah. Yeah. I, how horrible did you feel for Brit when she wasn't selected? Like that's got like you got right. like so it many sucks. people just said no, I don't want this girl. I want this girl. Right. Well, and I I think that's why they've I mean, they've never had two women that have really shown the main interest that those two did mm -hmm. when there was all the petitioning to get the next bachelorette. I mean, it was insane how many people were rooting for each one. And so I don't, I think that's part of it, but I also think it was so hard to watch and it was so hard to like, just see having to send her home. And have they ever done that with a guy? Like had two yeah. guys. And that, that's been Why a big controversy. It? Yeah. It's very misogynistic and very, um, they only did it that one time. I bet they got a lot of heat. Yeah. But we got our Caitlin out of it. And she was just as fierce as I knew she'd be. Like when she was, who was the guy that was told her she was surface level? I don't remember his name, but I was 
Oh, she handled herself so much better than I would have probably cried out of anger and just not made any sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really do contribute Caitlin to the turning point for a lot of women being able to kind of stand up and ask for what they want and stand on, you know, both feet in the bachelor nation in the bachelorette, uh, franchise yeah she just she changed everything yeah she just Mm -hmm. brought nick in mid season (laughs) when she took accountability for so much she yeah yeah and so the whole nick situation granted i yeah we know amber we know there's people i don't like that you like and (laughs) it's an automatic response i know my face (laughs) Uh, so no matter who it was in my opinion, she totally had every right to bring that person in. And the guy should not have been mad about it because all she's saying is this is a potential relationship that I want to explore. I am here to explore relationships for me. Mm-hmm. And yep. it should have nothing to do with them. They shouldn't be upset about it or whatever. And then her whole thing about like sleeping with him, again, her prerogative. If that's what she needed to like see clarity of that relationship, so right. be it. It's her season. She's allowed to do that. But I definitely yeah. think it's something that Sean was never able to get over. Well, right. I'm and pretty sure that's why they broke up. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I think to her point, so when they did like the recap with Caitlin towards the end, you know, she kind of made a, a statement of that too. I mean, it could have also happened. It helped her see clarity, but it also could have happened for future purposes. Like she may have needed to be with Sean for that three and a half years to wait for, to get to Jason to where she's supposed to be. And it would have if she hadn't slept with Nick, maybe they would have gotten married. Maybe there wouldn't have been that barrier. And then she might've never met Jason and her life would be very different. Um, Mm -hmm. So you have to think that everything happens for a reason. I Um, do. Everything happens for a reason. So you just gotta look at it that way. Yes. Except for mosquito bites. I do. um, Amber, plug your ears, earmuffs. I do really think that Nick has gotten so much sexier since being on her show. Like I oh, was, yeah. he was ugly back then. I was like, what is what is up looking, with his but... hair? And when she, he came on her show, and then I, I pulled up his Instagram, which I don't follow him, Amber. I just wanted to see what was happening, and he is so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether he, I would go that far, but yes, he's better looking than Yeah, he is better looking season. than when he was. He's like and a fine wine. He's getting better with age. Yeah, except for his secret was bullshit. Do we remember me saying that this was going to be a bunch of yeah. crap? It was, know, it was it was stupid. Crap. That's what ABC does. That's what the bachelor people do. Well, I know. That's why I was saying there's no way that anything is going to change he my He sent her emails that she never got. Yeah. It was basically like he said, "Oh, I went and got Chick-fil-A before it was in my hometown." <laughs> Nice job, buddy. Yeah. I'm glad you thought you were really sweet and found the emails that you said. That was crap. Did you see that he posted um, a video from when he proposed and she declined? He posted that video on his Instagram. I know you didn't, Amber. Ashley, (laughs) your face. (laughs) Well, you're asking if we saw it, and I'm pretty sure Ashley did it. Well, what do you mean? They they replayed the whole thing on TV. But he posted the video of the failed proposal on his Instagram. And um, there have been many conversations. You guys probably did not listen. But when Nick and um, Caitlin were on each other's podcast in recent months, it was before quarantine. Um, it was The topic was brought up that 
when she declined him and they were walking out, he really wanted to push her in the pool. So Caitlin responded to his video on Instagram and, and said, why didn't you push me in the pool? And then Sean Booth commented and said, um, well said, whatever he said, other guy, along with a, a smirking emoji. Yeah, I think I've read that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, he used to call. So Sean used to call him the other guy like he wouldn't say his name. Mm-hmm. So on the on Caitlyn's season, she, he just always referred to him as the other guy. That makes so, sense. That's pretty shitty. What if he, do you think he was saying it as a joke, though? Nah, no, he's kind of dry. Yesterday, Sean. And again, I don't follow Sean Booth, but oh. investigative Instagramming. Um, I went on to his page last night. And he was teasing all day yesterday about how there was someone special in his life and he was going to reveal that person since everyone seems to be really focused on his love life today. And then he revealed that he got a new dog because Tucker died, their dog that they shared. And so he got a new golden retriever puppy named Walter. Is that where she got her like golden retriever love? Um, so she has always, before. Yeah. yeah, she's always had she's, love for gold. Always, yeah. I'm trying to see if I can see the. What are you looking? I yeah, I'm trying to find the picture of the puppy. Oh my god, he's so cute. he's so cute. Not that a puppy wouldn't be cute, but it's pretty damn adorable. Yes. And so. then at the very end of Caitlin's thing, I really thought Jason was going to propose. Oh, I didn't think that was going to happen because they showed it in the previews and I knew damn well that wasn't going to happen. I really thought it was. But it was a really awesome news. It was. So how long has Caitlin been talking about her desire to be on Dancing with the Stars? Ever oh since God, her since season. She, yeah, ever since her season. Mm-hmm. And there's always been feelings that because of the way that her season went down and how she has been after her season and all of this, because she's been so... Uh, outspoken um and all of that that they thought that uh mr flife mike flife would never allow her to be on dancing with the stars but they also tend not to always have let women do it they tend to do let men do it more than they do women Mm -hmm. um and so caitlin's always made it a point and she finally gets to go on dancing with the stars and she was so excited and i'm so excited for her and it was so cute that jason was like crying they were both excited i did you tear up I have no emotions, Janet. I, I take pills <laughs> to take away my emotions <laughs> to control them. Yeah, I was I was misty. I was like, oh my gosh, it was way past my bedtime. Um, but it was, uh. and then she I came. Think she'll be great, though. Oh, she's, she's a professional dancer. She's gonna win it. Yeah, and she came out and so said exciting. on Good Morning America that she she would love for Derek Huff to come back on the show to be her partner. Oh my God, I would, can you imagine? I love Derek Huff. That would be amazing. Oh, please let that happen. I love him. Yes. I follow him on TikTok. How is TikTok life? TikTok life. I still kind of like it. TikTok life. Words. Yeah. You still I've like posted it? some TikTok videos. What? Uh, yeah. Where are you at? Ah, you're on my phone right now. I can't see TikTok. Um, you're going to have to share a link to those on our text message thread, please. Yep. And I think it's also, like, there's a lot of ways that people are communicating with it, though, too. So... The Black Lives Movement, the Me Too Movement. Um, like, there's just a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, some of it is fun. 
and it's goofy or it's ridiculous. Like there's a lot of like little kid voiceovers that I absolutely love because they're so hilarious. Mm -hmm. I think I was going to send one to you guys last night and then I forgot to hit send. But (laughs) it's hilarious. And um, it kind of gives you a nice medium. I don't know. What am I trying to say? Someone's at our house. In case you can't hear Piper barking. I can. Um, yeah, she's not happy. Um, so it's like I'm a little distraction. Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? TikTok? It is a distraction. Yeah. Okay. So you can go on there <laughs> for like about distraction. <laughs> for education purposes. She thought and you were talking about the dog. Right. Hearing people's voices and all of this. But it's also a great distraction where you can just go and watch something funny and hilarious and watch people being goofy. I love it. I don't even care. I'm going to create TikTok even more. It'd be better. I lived in a mansion and was like 23 and weighed 90 pounds. But you know what? I don't even care. I still do them anyway. You do you, boo. I want to see them. You must share them. I'll send them. They're not. I'm not dancing in any of them. So I'm just like singing the voiceovers. I'm excited to see this. Very excited. You know what I'm I'm really missing this summer? Big brother. Oh, Yeah. I know, but there's chances, right? Yeah, so do you want to talk about the article you sent? Um, Sure, except for we don't have a link to it, so I I can't really... Sorry. So, uh, fans of Big Brother might be getting another season of All Stars in honor of the show's 20th anniversary. I can't believe it's 20 years. According to Us Weekly, reports that CBS, CBS has been quietly contacting former Big Brother contestants for a potential all-star season to be filmed this summer for what will be season 22. Can you imagine? I'm sorry. I'm I, I, since you're on my phone and I, and we're recording on my computer, there's no way for me to pull up links. So I just copy nope. and paste article highlights in my notes. I know. I noticed that's when I was doing, like, if you thought I wasn't paying attention when we first got started, it was me copying some of the words that were pasted in here and trying to find the link. Sorry. I'll do better. I'll do better. Okay. I should be posting them in the docs and not in our text messaging. I just get so excited that I just send them. No, I, I it's awesome. It's awesome. So uh, hopefully another all-star because I loved the all-star. It's like, it's like, I know. it's better than Celebrity Big Brother. Well, yeah. But also, I still feel just like I felt with The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Let them go. Test them all for COVID-19. Quarantine them for 14 days. Get them prepared to go into a house and not see anybody. They're already quarantined together. What difference does it make? It's the producers and people that have to, like, go home and then come back. And then they're out in the world. Make them part of it, too. (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to be a producer on Big Brother, you can't leave here for 90 days. Well, and when they... um when they come out of the house, they can go right into society because they've just been quarantining. Right. Exactly. Um, Amber, do you want to talk about the, the podcast, Lovecraft? Yeah. So the name of the podcast, I think, is actually called The Case of Charles Dexter Ward. You are correct. So, I'm so sorry. It's that's okay. This is, this is one of the things that I copied and pasted because I was like, oh, my God, I remember sending this, but I don't remember completely what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um. So this was released by um, the BBC, and it was actually released last year in January um, as a podcast, a true crime uh, style podcast. 
So it is about a, it's a serial. If you've ever listened to the podcast serial, mm-hmm. it's a serial esque approach to a locked room mystery involving an American man who disappeared from asylum in England. But as the story progresses, it quickly becomes apparent that there's something darker going on. Um, and it's by HP Lovecraft. And so um, my, it's not like it says that it's true crime style, but it's obviously not true crime. Mm-hmm. is my understanding um but i still kind of like i've come to like these if i know that that's what i'm going into is that they're not true crime um if i know that they're a story i still really kind of enjoyed some of these so i just thought it was a new podcast that would be kind of fun for people to listen to and the bbc produces a lot of really great stuff in general so i definitely think people should check it out i agree what are you guys listening to I'm I'm still on my book kick. I've finished like nine books um, this year. I'm killing it. <laughs> yeah. I know. I haven't wow. been listening to anything new. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Oh. I don't Wait. listen. You? Oh, she's oh. got something. I know. I have music. Can I talk about a podcast first? Oh, sure. Okay. While you while you pull up your CD player, what are you looking for? <laughs> I'm pulling up a boombox. Thank you. Okay. No, I took note. I okay. Took All right. So I I have a little speaker in my shower, and uh, most of the time I'll be playing my podcast through that. But when I was in the shower last Friday, I I forgot to turn on my speaker, so I was <laughs> beyond the point of return. So I also have a, a Amazon device in my bathroom too. So I was like, hey. Um, Amazon device, please um, play radio station from back home because they they play good country music on Fridays. And so um, when I was listening, I they had a, an advertisement for a podcast called The Toll, T-O-L-L. And it's about this this girl that was murdered in my like hometown area in 1975. And it is so well done. I blew through all 10 episodes throughout the weekend. And oh, wow. so I definitely recommend it, even though, you know, it's not that I, of course, I knew where she was talking about when she talked about places, but I thought the podcast itself was very well done. It's called The Toll by Nancy Simpson. Very nice. You have to check that one out. Yeah. Okay. What'd you listen to music wise, Amber? So um, everybody probably is aware that I am obsessed with Luke Bryan. Um, yeah. So... Luke Bryan was actually supposed to release a uh, album on April 24th, mm-hmm. but because of everything going on with COVID-19, he decided that he was going to push it back to August 7th, but he's also been releasing um, songs occasionally here and there. So like his last one was um, Janet mentioned it a couple weeks ago where it was uh, the margarita song. Oh, I love that song. It is my it's summer a, jam and I don't even like margaritas. It's a very good song. <laughs> that one is called one margarita. Um, but his album is called Born Here, Live Here, Die Here. I and, like that song um, too. It's, he's got some amazing songs. I've loved a lot of his songs that he's put out What's recently. What's the really slow the one that years. came out on Friday that everyone that's was talking one, about? Yeah, so that's the one I'm talking about. It's called Build Me a Daddy. Build Me a Daddy, yes. Yes. So it's an ext- and a video came out with it as well. And oh, um, it's an extremely emotional song. Um, and they're saying that it's a respite from a new round of party hardy tales um, compared to his other music, but it is so good. And it's about trying to make a daddy for a child. Um, and it, it just kind of goes through different phrases 
such a strong as Superman and make him 10 feet tall. Um, and it's just such a sweet song um, because he, he wants a daddy and he, this little boy misses his daddy. Um, so it's a super sweet song and I love it. And I have loved all of the songs that have been released by Luke Bryan. So definitely recommend people listen to it. Excellent. Ashley, what are you watching? Um, I did start watching something new this week. Um, did either of you watch Dirty John on yes. E Network? Yes. So they have a new season out. Um, Dirty oh. John, the Betty Broderick story. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's um, it's got Amanda Peet and Christian Slater in it. Why didn't I know I about like, this? It it's- um. It just started, I think, yesterday, Sunday, something like that. Yeah. I saw a preview episode of it or something, and it looked – it was really good. I need to get off the Hallmark Channel. They didn't tell me anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the the first two episodes are out, and I just have to say, like, if you know anything about the Betty Broderick story, um, I won't ruin it for you, but it – she's crazy. Um, And Amanda Peet. It does a beautiful job. She's such a good actress. So um, it's very entertaining so far. And normally I'm not like the type of person that likes reenactment stories like this. Um, I'd rather just, you know, watch the Dateline or whatever. But um, it's really good so far. Excellent. Thank you. Isn't that crazy? Podcast, music, and TV. Which I normally don't watch TV. It's just funny. <laughs> well, recently, that's all you've ha- you've brought. Like, oh, we're watching Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, we're watching it's, this. Yeah. You know why? It's because I don't have a commute. So right. I mm-hmm. would, like, listen to things on the commute all the time. And yeah. I don't have a husband at home, so all weekend, to <laughs> fill in the silence, I, I'm walking around with my big headphones in, because I don't like earpods, and just walking around listening to podcasts and e-books, auto, audible books. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Do we have a positive poly? Yes, I have it ready. So, uh, positive poly. Women have women have a unique power of being able to look at the world's problems and discover solutions that transform lives and make the world a better place. And that is by Dr. Ayana Howard, who um, is a black inspirational woman figure in uh, our society. Excellent. Wine book number forty-seven, a chambay. Hmm. <laughs> Words must be, a, must be a bad one. <laughs> a champagne sorbet makes a splendidly extravagant dessert. Boil up a syrup of three hundred milliliters of water, two hundred and fifty grams of sugar. Add the zest of one lemon and leave cool. Mix in half a bottle of champagne plus the juice of one lemon and one orange. Freeze, stirring every two hours and beating in two egg whites. Drink the rest of the bottle of champagne while waiting. Doesn't mm, that sound delightful exciting. for summer? I really Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a wine slushie before? Yes. The wine barrel here in Parker, they make them. Amber, you haven't had a wine slushie? Amber, if you ever come Mm-mm. down to Parker ever again, we should go there. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. They have them at Infinite Monkey Theorem. Oh, it's Ellen got it when we went last time. It wasn't you. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, in the summertime, the wine barrel here in Parker, Colorado has wine slushies. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Someday. Delish. Well, girls, thank you so much for joining me today. And 
I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And we'll be back again next Tuesday? Yes. Awesome. Fantastic. Bye. Bye.